Come on, can we put our hands together for the creative team? I always like seeing that. You can kind of see the human element. And Jazzy, thank you for not using some of the video you captured of me. I really appreciate that. How are you guys doing this morning, church? Okay, well, that side was really good. How about this side? How are you guys doing this morning? Awesome. Hey, I'm super excited to join with you with this, uh, our Hopes and Dreams series. This is part one. I'm super pumped. I'm full of caffeine. Uh, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. And I got lots of water in me this morning. So if you see me bounce around on the stage up here, it's a little combination of all three this morning. But I'm telling you, I'm so glad you joined us this morning because really what I love about the end of the year is we really reflect on 2018. We reflect on the year that we just walked through. Some of us walked through some stuff this morning. Come on, can I get an amen? Some people poking people like, yeah. Some people walked through some really amazing things in 2018. But really it gives us a time to reflect. It's like, God, all the things, the promises and the dreams that you spoke to me in 2017, man, I was able to walk in a lot of that stuff. Maybe I was able to walk in all of it this morning. Maybe we made some mistakes. Maybe we had to make some adjustments. But, boy, didn't we learn a lot in 2018? Come on. Okay, maybe I'm in the wrong place. I learned a lot in 2018. Ministry, life, marriage, being a father, being a husband. Man, it was a growing season for me. But what I love about this is really if if any of the important Sundays, it's this Sunday and next Sunday. Because this Sunday, we're going to get together and we're going to seek God. We're going to reflect and we're going to see what what it is that God did in our lives in 2018. So as I'm preaching this morning, I want you to think about a little bit about the things that the goodness of, of God in your life in 2018. But also what I want you to do. I want you to be able to take some things, and I'll get into the sermon later, and you have these beautiful pink little cards, and you're asking, why pink, Pastor? Because that's all we had. That's all. That's the only color we had. So you got a little pink postcard. Don't throw it away. You're going to need that. But I want you to reflect on some things that you do not want to carry with you in 2019. I want you to say, do not carry. Okay, hey, you guys are engaged this morning. I love it. But we're going to seek God. We're going to surrender to his will, and we're going to call on him for our lives. Dream. How many of y'all have dreams? Okay, nobody. Okay. How about, I got some dreams that God put on my heart already for 2019. Come on. Man, maybe he's put something in your heart, and I hope it stirs something up, and I hope you spend some time over the next few days, and maybe you already have, but really seeking God intentionally this morning and saying, God, what is it? I know we always, you know, Christians, we want to have this word for the next year, right? But I want more than a word. I, I, I want a I, I vision. I want a dream. I want a path to be able to walk in in 2019. A word is great. It gets motivation. It's good for a poster. It's good to put up on a wall. It's good to put up on a fridge to remind you that God spoke something clearly in your life. But, man, I want a path. I want to be able to walk into some, some new things, new season in my life this morning. Come on, are you with me this morning, church? Mama, we can celebrate 2018. But there's some things maybe we need to write down, the God dreams for 2019. I would encourage you, maybe even in the service this morning, that God would speak to you so clearly this morning that he would give you a dream, that he would give you something to write down and say, Sir, ma'am, daughter, son, this is what I have for you for 2019. This is the path that I have that I want you to walk in. This is the newness. This is the, the fresh wind in your sail this morning. So can I just pray before I get too carried away this morning? So, Father God, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, would you let me get out of your way this morning? These are your people. They're not mine. This is your church. This is not mine. But Lord, I ask that you would anoint every single word spoken from my mouth, that it would be of you and from you and not from me and my flesh. 
Lord, would you speak to our spirits, minds, souls this morning, so real, so tangible, that, God, we would all walk away with something for 2019, and that we would leave some stuff back in 2018 to not carry with us into the new year. Jesus, be with us. We're just so thankful for your presence. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. But today and next Sunday, we're going to focus on two things. Two things, and I want you to repeat these. What to lay down. Okay, we're going to work on this. What you need to lay down. And I want you to say this. What you need to write down this morning. So I love Dr. Cho. I don't know if you, any of you know who he is. A pastor in South Korea. A mega, 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 mega church. Well, he started a church with like 20 people. And he would always preach with his eyes closed. And the women got a little offended. He said, what are you preaching? Why, why aren't you looking at us? He said, because what I see when I open my eyes, I see 20 beautiful women worshiping Jesus. But when I close my eyes, I see a church impacting the entire peninsula of Korea. Hundreds, if not millions of people calling on the name of Jesus. But, and I say all that to set you up for a quote, and I love this. He says this, dreams and visions are the language of the Spirit. Dreams and visions are the language of the Spirit. Man, if anybody can speak to that, it's Pastor Dr. Cho. He knows what a vision is. He knows what a dream is. But it's another thing to walk it out, isn't it, church? It's another thing to get a dream, to get a vision, but say, Pastor, how how do I walk it out this morning? How, How do I walk into the new year? How do I walk out of 2018? How do I walk into 2019 the right way? Preparation in mind. I'm glad you ask, because I'm going to give you some answers this morning. Not all of them, just a few. A few pointers for you this morning. I want you to turn into the Old Testament, Habakkuk. I know some of you are like, what, is that a book in the Bible? What is that? It's actually a book in the Bible. It's toward the end. We call it the Minor Prophets, not, not because of it's insignificant, but because it's short. I like short reads. It's a pretty short book. <laughs> but Habakkuk, I want you to turn... To Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 2. And i, I got to digress a little bit. What I love about Habakkuk, one, it's short. My attention span is pretty small, so I could read the whole thing in like a half an hour. It's great. But what I love about it, if I could break it up in three different ways. So you got this prophet, Habakkuk. He, he, he's petitioning, really complaining to God. saying, God, why aren't you just? Why aren't you intervening? This generation is corrupt. It's okay to complain to God as long as you listen to the answer. Come on, church. The second part of that book is God speaks. God answers clearly to him. He says, and we'll get to it in a second, clearly write it down. So you need to understand something this morning. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling in your faith. Maybe you're struggling and you feel like, God, that person doesn't follow you at all, and their life seems so blessed. They see they're, they're wealthy in the world, nothing, no care in the world. They're healthy. But yet they're just turning from you. I don't understand it. I'm questioning things. I'm questioning your timing. Come on. Can we get real this morning? Sometimes we question timing. Man, he, he's never on my time, but he's never late. Sometimes I feel like he cuts it to the last second. But man, that's when my faith rises up. I say, oh man, I was almost ready to give in. But God. And then the last part is, 
So he, he complained, he griped, he moaned, he questioned. God clearly spoke to him, said, son, write this down because you got ADD, OCD on HDD. So you need to write this down so you don't forget this. So he writes it down. But then finally, what does he do? He prays and he worships God. Man, I'll tell you what, if there's any model that we need to adopt in our lives this morning, and in our lives and really in the Christian world and the world that, as a whole, we need to seek God with the tough questions because he can answer them, church. With the, with, the, with the doubt that you have, maybe with some fear and some worry and some anxiety that you have, lay it upon him this morning and then he will answer you clearly. He's not going to give you some mixed hieroglyphic crayon message. He's going to speak to you clearly this morning if you just would listen. Man, you pray and you, cont- you petition. But man, if you pray... For five minutes, if you pray for a half an hour, you better be listening for twice that much. But man, oftentimes, how many times do we pray and we say, God, I need this. I want you to heal me here. I want you to be a part of my family here. And then we're like, peace out, I got to do laundry. How much time, how much time do we, we spend talking to God opposed to listening to what he has to say? So you see, Habakkuk understood this. He said, okay, I complain, I'm going to stop. I'm going to listen now. But then after you get the answer, you praise God for the answer and you continue to pray and you continue to pray and you continue to seek the vision and what you clearly wrote down and what God has spoken to you this morning and you walk it out in Jesus' name. Are you with me this morning, church? All right, let's let's get into it. And we're going to get into the scripture. It's short. It's really short. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I think we'll have it on the screen behind me as well. The scripture says this. Then the Lord said to me, write your answers plainly on tablets. Man, they knew we had apples already, I guess. So that runner can carry the correct message to others. See, what I, and that's it. And what I love about this scripture, about this major verse in the Bible, is it speaks to writing things down. It speaks to praying. It speaks to listening to God, spending time in that quiet place with God. But writing down that dream and vision, friends, writing it down is so vitally important. If you're anything like me, man, your memory is awful. I, I barely remember my birthday. It's, it's terrible, but we got to write things down. But see, people get excited about this verse, like, yes, I get to write down a vision. I get to write down a dream, something that God has given me this morning. It's so inspirational. We put it on, on Twitter and Facebook. And, oh, isn't this so great? He spoke to me. I wrote it down on a tablet. It's amazing. But we know it's another story when you have to actually do something. How do I know this is true? Well, we as Americans end each year with New Year's resolutions. And I wrote a couple of them down. I, I love some of these. Saving money is the biggest one. But then tax season comes around, and you get a refund, and we spend the money like Oprah, and all that savings went out the window. That's supposed to be a joke, guys. Finding love. Losing weight and exercise more. I can't tell you how many times I've said this. Man, gyms are packed in January. Come March, ain't nobody in there. Uh-uh, they're back to eating fried chicken. Come on. Get organized. One for me. And, the, and finally, I love this one, read more. I, I want to read more. I, I, I try and I strive to be a reader. But I am so dysfunctional in the sense of trying to keep focus on something. I get distracted so easy, guys. It's crazy. 
So I say, oh, I'm going to read more. And then you read five pages, and then you get hungry. Now I'm hungry. i got, I got to put the book down. i got to eat. And then you got something to do. And then you're too tired. And then you say, oh, I'll try again tomorrow. And then you find out this amazing invention called the audio book. Uh-huh. I can listen to it. I don't got to read this. Thank you, Jesus. But today I, I, I want to, with all the, all kidding aside and all fun aside, but I really want to look at seven key areas that we can unlock God's power and vision for your life this morning. Seven keys. There's probably more. There might be less, but I came up with seven this morning that I really believe that unlocking the power of God's vision for your, not just your life and your ministry, but your family, your kids, and your grandkids. It's nothing getting more exciting than, than, than hearing from God and say, oh, that grandchild you have. Oh, that son, that daughter you have. Oh, for you and your family and your spouse. And see, the beauty of this is it doesn't matter how old you are. Well, some of you, I know I got, I got my, you know, my, my seven-foot hair going on here. Some of y'all don't have as much hair, and it's graying. I, I weave it all in there so you don't see the gray. But if you got air in your lungs and you got a heartbeat, you got a reason and a purpose to be here in Jesus' name. you got a vision and a destiny that God still wants you to walk out. Come on. I get more amens than that. Come on, church. So number one, you can write this down if you're taking notes this morning. Vision is revealed to the person in a position to listen. you got to be in a position to listen. We get so distracted, we get so crazy with our schedules that we don't even take time to listen to others, let alone God. You know, you got that child that says, it starts talking and talking, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want you to contact that person for a play date, I want you to do this, and they never take time to listen to what you have to say. Okay, Mom. Okay, Dad. But how many times do we treat our relationship with God like that? Say, God, I want this. I need this. I want, I want prayer for this. I want this person to do this. God's like, huh? And then we never give him an opportunity to speak. But we got to be in a position. Because we see in the prophet here, he said, the Lord answered me. He was in a position to listen. To, in order to unlock the power of God's vision for your life, you got to get alone with God. I don't care what that looks like. See, we see in, in all through Revelations, chapter 2, verse 7, 2, 11, 2, 17, 2, 29, 3, 6, 3, 13, 3, 22, it says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. you got two ears and one mouth for a reason, church. We're supposed to be listening more. And I remember my daddy used to tell me that. I thought he was crazy. Mm, he got some wisdom in there. But we got to take time in that alone space, whatever that is to you. Sometimes my wife, she likes to get on a horse and ride and just be alone with God. Maybe that looks like a a gun range to you. Maybe that looks like a book. Or maybe that looks like knitting to you. Whatever it looks like. Whatever whatever allows you to eliminate the distractions of life. you got to seek time with God. And I'm not just saying when you're you're down and out. you got to be seeking Him when you're on the mountaintop too. you got to seek Him all the time. You've got to prioritize him all the time, every day, all week, every month, every year, seeking God, but getting in that quiet place where it's just you and him. You could be vulnerable. You could be honest with him this morning. I love what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. It says, but when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Church, do you have a secret place? 
you don't, I would encourage you to get one. It used to be a closet for me. Because there was nothing shiny in there. There was no television. For whatever reason, I couldn't get Wi-Fi in there. So it was amazing for me. I could completely eliminate all the distractions. Yeah, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. It could be a basement, a living room. It could be any place, any quiet place where you can spend uninterrupted time with Jesus. And I'm telling you, you need clarity in your life. You need vision and dream. It's only going to happen in that quiet place when you seek God. Because, man, he, he, he could try to yell at you, but he wants to whisper to you. He wants to have a conversation with you. See, that's what I love about religion is talking to someone. Relationship is communicating with one another. And see, we serve a God that is a relational God. He wants to talk to his sons. He wants to talk to his daughters. But we got to stop what we're doing and listen to what he has to say. Can I get real with you? we got to put down those mobile devices. Man, you want to talk about something that just destroys our time with God. It's mobile devices. It's Facebook. It's Netflix. Even your friends. Man, if you got to schedule time with God, I know people that do this. They put it on their calendar, and they say, this is my Jesus time. Man, if somebody is, unless they're, unless they're dying or giving birth, and if they're dying, we'll pray for resurrection power. But this time is for Jesus. And we got to be intentional about that. So, no, nothing will interrupt this time with him. we gotta, we got to carve it into our schedules. In Matthew chapter 7, verse, verse 7 through 8, the Bible says, keep on asking. See, what I love this, keep on asking. It speaks of persistence. You don't just ask once for something. You say, God, it still hasn't happened, but I believe it's going to in Jesus' name. I believe this dream and this vision. I'm going to pursue it with everything that I've got this morning. I'm going to keep at it. I, I, I want to see a healing. I'm going to keep praying, and I'm going to keep seeking because I know they're not falling on deaf ears. It says, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking. Keep seeking him. If you can't find him, you keep turning around, and you keep seeking him. In that quiet place, in that pasture, wherever that looks like to you this morning, and you will find him. Keep on knocking on the door, door of opportunity, door of the next, and it will be open for you. But it speaks of persistence. you got to keep doing it. You can't do it once and say, oh, I guess it's all done. I've done my, my prayer time with Jesus. We're good to go. We'll put it up in a file system, and hopefully something happens. No, he wants you to pursue it in Jesus' name. He wants you to go after it with everything you have. And with a thing, with a vision and a dream, it, it gives you motivation. Oh, I got something to hang on to, even if it's looking bleak, even if it's not looking great this morning. I got something to chase after. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. See, Jesus promises, you will hear my voice, but it's got to be quiet to do that. You will find me if you seek him. These are promises from Jesus. And I will open doors that will blow your mind. See, we, oftentimes we think we know what's on the other side. We, we think, oh, I got this dream, I got this vision, I got this word for 2019. I know what's behind that door. And then poof, you open the door and say, whoa, this is way more than I could imagine. That's the God that I serve. Above and beyond. Not marginal. Exceeding expectations. Exceeding the impossible. Because you guys see, we serve a God when, when we've exhausted everything. 
in the natural, everything possible. Everything that we could do, all the doctors, all the counselors, everything that we can do, we've exhausted everything, money, resources, you name it. That's just the starting point for God. Because he's got unlimited resources at his disposal. That's all of heaven. And did you know, as an heir, you're a citizen of heaven. Even right here on earth, you're a citizen. Which means you have those rights. You have those privileges to come before him. But we need to seek God so we can hear what God has to say about our life. See, God has already spoken to Rochelle and I. Man, I remember when God told me, gave me the word, gave me a, a, a vision and a dream for 2019. Matter of fact, for even for 2020. And it's crazy that the vision and the dream could be different for a church, different for myself, and different for my family. I got one for each, each part of my life. It's amazing. And it gives me excitement. I can't wait, but you got to slow down a little bit. I like to get ahead of myself. My brain is thinking like five years in advance. My wife's like, man, I, that's great. you got a vision for 2020, but we're still at the end of 18. you got to slow her down, pilgrim. Come on, bring it down. But it's, but it's that excitement. It's contagious. So you can see it on my face. I know what God spoke to me. And I'm going to see it through because I know that if God spoke it to me, and as long as I'm faithful, and as long as I walk it out and do what I need to do on my end, yeah, it, requ- it requires work. All the young people, ah, I don't want to do work. It requires work. Sometimes nitty-gritty work. Sometimes you got to get in, in the muck and in the, in the stuff to see what it is that God has for you this morning. I want you to write this down. Vision must be written down. Boy, isn't that a coincidence? you got to write down the vision. After you spend time with God, you've got to write it down in detail. Intricate detail, exactly what he says. Matter of fact, I want you to write it in present tense. I love that. As though it's already happened. Man, that's faith. So God, I'm going to write this down in present tense. This dream, this vision you've given me for this year, I'm going to walk in freedom. I'm going to walk out of addiction. I'm going to walk out of this. I'm going to walk in a newness in 2019. Today. I'm already walking in it. Maybe it's not looking good. Maybe God has given you something. It seems impossible. He said you're going to be clean, free addict. You're not going to be an addict anymore. Maybe this is the year that you're going to be set free and you're going to forgive people and forgive yourself. Maybe even God. Maybe this is a year that it just seems impossible. He said, God, how can that happen? And it's good that it's outside of your possibilities Because that is, in my opinion, a dream and a vision from God. If you can obtain it yourself, I really don't believe it's a vision from God. I think it needs to be outside your reach, outside your grasp, just outside the possibility and the realm of impossibility this morning. You believe that this morning, church? Claiming victory. I'm climbing my mountain. Man, if you're like me, you're horrible at the game of telephone. Even if there's only two people. That was a joke. But when God speaks to me, man, i got to write it down in absolute detail. Absolute detail. Because confusion can happen. Confusion can happen. Things can get out of way. Did he really say that? And see, what I love is when God gives us detail, it's not like when we get directions here in Idaho. I asked a brother the other day, how do I get to this place? And this is how they literally describe directions. You're going to see like these, these group of three trees. On, a, on an unnamed road, and you're going to go past them. 
And then right when you get to the three rocks, you turn right on the, the half gravel, half dirt road, travel about like a half a mile, and then you'll find something. That's crazy directions. I said, fool, just give me the GPS coordinates so I can just find it on my, my GPS. Didn't have it. But see, what I love about God is he's not going to give us crazy, like, turn at the tree. turn. He's going to give you some details. He's going to tell you. You might not get the whole picture. I don't want to mislead you in thinking you're going to get it all laid out in a PowerPoint presentation because that's probably not how it's going to happen. But you will get enough to write down to run with. You will get enough to write down to fight with. You will get enough to write down to contend with this morning, church. you got to write it down in detail. Clear and correct directions. But you got to keep it written down, journalizing. If you haven't journalized and you are not journalizing your life, I would encourage you to do so. I'm terrible at this. Again, I get sidetracked in shiny things and hunger. I'm constantly hungry. It's always sidetracking me. Like right now, I'm thinking about food. (laughs) But you got to write these things down. Because what's so important about this is it keeps you on track. It keeps you motivated. Because when life is just stinking it up, you're like, God, you gave me this dream. It don't look all rosy and pretty right now. It's kind of stinky. I don't like this dream. I'm not going to walk in this dream. You could go back to what he said clearly when he spoke over your life. He said, no, 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 no. You said this, so I am just going to pray my way through it, and I'm going to believe my way through it. I know I'm going to see it to it in Jesus' name. It gives you courage. It gives you faith. When you walk back, I look back at some of the things that I journalized in my life. I said, wow, God, you are crazy. Crazy about me. Crazy about people. The impossibility. I, I remember journalizing, this is impossible. And I kid you not, at the end of that journal, at the end of that, was literally, wow, God. It's amazing when we look back. Because a lot of times we lose that perspective of what God has done in our lives. Because we get in that place of frustration. It's just not working out. You said I'm going to be financially free. I'm broker than a joke. I'm so poor. I don't care before the R. So it's Poe. How am I going to get out of this? But then you go back to what God spoke to you clearly. Because never ever doubt in the dark what God spoke clearly to you in the light. And that's why we write things down. Human nature, we're going to forget. We're going to lose details. Oh, did you really say that? But the best way is to write it down. See, what I love when God speaks to us, 10,000 devils can't even stand in the way. The only thing that can stand in the way is you. We give the devil way too much credit. Just one fallen angel. But we're pretty destructive on our own. Our own thoughts. Our own mindsets. Oh, I can't do it. You're right, you can't. But in Jesus' power and authority, you can. So that seemed impossible in your life. I just want to encourage you right now in this moment, with God it's possible. With God it's possible. Vision must be made plain. You can write that down. It's got to be made plain. And the scripture says, write it clearly, write it plainly. You need to write it down simply so you can understand. Why? Because you have to have clear vision and simple to understand. It eliminates confusion. If you've ever seen, you ever wonder, all the leaders wonder why I, I type things. 
I write in like third, third grade crayon hieroglyphics. You couldn't read anything. My, my penmanship is so awful. So I had to type down the visions and dreams that God's given me. Because if I go back and I look back, it's like, what fool wrote this? Oh, yeah, that's me. I have no idea what he said. It's like hieroglyphics. you got to have this, like, this weird decoder thing. To, it's awful. So I type it down, whatever that looks like to you. But you've got to write it clearly so there's no miscommunication. Clearly for your family. When you come to your family with excitement, said, Lord has given me something, make it clear. Be intentional on what you say and what God actually said. Don't throw, throw some fluff in there. So this is what God said. Because when you make the vision clear, come on, church. You gotta make it clear. You gotta make it clear for your, your family. You gotta make it clear for your life. You gotta make it clear for the church. It's hard to follow a vision that's constantly changing, that's not clear, that's not articulated to people to understand and grasp the concept. You gotta make it clear this morning. Because you don't want confusion, because you get in that place of, did you really say it that way? Come on, you know that doubt creeps in our mind. Did you really say it that way? Was it really that person? <laughs> You can always go back to what you wrote clear as day, that this is what God spoke to in my life. But when you do that, the vision that is plain will energize and ignite everybody around you. See, what I love about somebody that truly has a clear vision, whether it's a leader, whether it's a family member, when that vision is clear as day, man, it creates excitement because people can grasp it. They can get behind it. They can get behind the vision at CFC. You can get behind the vision of your family. You can get behind the vision of a ministry because it's clear as day. And, you, and it, it creates this excitement level in you. Say, man, he's crazy. He's got tight jeans and tall hair. But I, I like the vision that he shared. I, I want to be a part of that. And it creates an excitement and it, and it lights a fire in people. Say, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that ministry. I want to be a part of that church. you got to make it clear so that way people can run with eager anticipation. Like the telephone game. You don't want to be lost in translation. You want it so clear, so of God, that when it makes its way down to the line, to the lowest level, to the person far removed from leadership, far removed from your family, they can articulate it clearly with passion and excitement. That's the level of clarity. Fourth, you, <laughs> vision must be posted. You got to write it down, make it plain as day. You got to post it. I saw this thing on Facebook that uh, like apparently Moses was the first person to download something from a cloud to a tablet. Again, that's a joke. I guess I just don't tell jokes enough here. But what I love about this is you got to keep it posted. People got to know what it is. You got to place it where places where people can see it. Man, I would encourage you, put it on your fridge. Put it on your tablet. might not be made of clay. It might be electronic, but put it on your tablet. Put it in a place that you can see it all the time. Then you walk by like, oh, I'm not going bam, yeah. That's a dream. That's a vision I can follow. You got to make it clear and you got to post it. Share it with your family, share it with your team, share it with people that are going to come with you into 2019. Share it with everybody around you that's going to be a part of that dream, that's going to be a part of that vision. You got to post it. A constant reminder of what's possible in your life, in your family, your marriage, and its direction. It's daily direction. 
You get off kilter, you s- sidetracked, you look back, and yeah. That's what God spoke to me. I can go after that now. Doesn't matter how good or bad I feel. Doesn't matter how comfortable. God doesn't care about my comfort at all. He cares about my growth and the direction that I'm headed. And the same is true with each and every one of us here this morning. But when you get overcome with life's discouragement, distractions, disappointments, when you post it so clear, it's so tangible, and it's almost like it's happening right now. And you're just in the moment. You're, you're, you're in the dream. You're in the vision right now in this moment because you're reminded constantly every single day, every single minute of your life. And fifth, you, you got, your visions overcome obstacles. We see in the scripture, it says, write it clearly on clay tablets. Electronic devices is okay. So whoever reads it can run and tell others. When God gives you a clear vision, I want you to hear this, church. Don't think it's going to be all smooth sailing, sugary and rainbows. Can't just get a vision from God in a dream and say, that's amazing. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch this unfold before me. God says, well, I gave you the vision and the dream. Now get off your butt and stop watching Netflix and Facebook and stop doing something about it. You want to change the world. You want to change your environment. You want to change your family. You want to change your life. Take that vision and dream and move forward with that in Jesus' name. But it requires action. He's not going to do it for you. You can't just wait for it to happen. You gotta do something about it. You gotta push through. You gotta work. You gotta keep on moving. You gotta keep on praying. You gotta keep on seeking. You gotta keep on knocking in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Because you will encounter challenges, but you gotta keep going. You're gonna encounter setbacks, but you gotta keep going. I want that to be an encouragement for you, encouragement for you. A vision from God gives you the strength and courage to pursue it with fierce faith. Hmm. An offensive attack that empowers you to overcome any obstacle that stands in your way. Come on, church. But the vision never accomplishes itself. It has to be accomplished by you. God can give it to you clear as day, but you've got to accomplish it yourself. See, there's three phases to a vision, a God vision. First, it's impossible. God, it can never happen. Second, you get to that place of, okay, it's difficult. Third is, it's done in Jesus' name. Here's a free tip. Don't write down your vision in concrete. But do it in clarity because God, sometimes God, draws straight lines with crooked sticks. I'm going to say that again. Because sometimes God draws straight lines with crooked sticks. Don't write it in concrete. I'll let that settle in. I know that's like rattling your brains right now. Let that settle in. Your vision will manifest itself in God's time. You can write that down too. If you're like me, you just want to run with it. You want to take over the timing. Be patient. I don't pray for patience. (laughs) But I I can be patient. (laughs) I said, Lord, in your timing, your will, not mine. Because we don't want to grab the reins. Because when we take the plans and manifest it in our own, and we take control of it, we force the plans in our timetable, delaying, detouring, and sometimes even destroying what God has before us. God's timing is perfect. We said this last Sunday. 
But you need to understand something that God is working on your behalf right now in this moment this morning. Preparing the way, preparing you. God's put me in a season of preparation, but I believe every year should be a season of preparation. God has before us this morning. And finally, the vision must be lived by faith. I want you to say by faith this morning. Let's try that again, by faith. The more you focus your attention on the vision, the more your faith grows. The more you focus your attention on the problem, on the situation, on the circumstance, on the impossibility, on the can'ts, the, can't, the could-nots, the woulda-shoulda-couldas, doubt creeps in, fear creeps in, worry creeps in, anxiety creeps in. Keep your eyes on the vision and dream that God has given you this morning, church. But it's time that we activate our faith. And we got to boldly and courageously move forward in it. We can't sit back and just idle and just watch it happen before us. But we got to move forward. Following your promised path leads to God's vision for your life. If you implement these seven things, and again, there's probably more, God's vision, I believe, will powerfully impact your life, your family, the church, the ministry, whatever God has placed in your hands this morning. Your life has purpose. But I, I want you to meditate on this this morning, on this message, on this scripture, this Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. Because next Sunday, we're going to have you write some things down of what God's speaking to you in 2019. But what about laying things down? I talked about that earlier this morning. Anybody in here have something you want to leave behind? Something that you do not want to carry into 2019? You say, man, I'm done with this. It's time to move on. It's time to walk into a new season. It's time to walk into the goodness of God. It's time to walk into the next that he has for me in 2019. I don't know about you, but there's some things I want to leave back in 2018. That I believe that some things, the things that got you here will not get you to the next. And I think it's easy to get a hold of what's next in 2019, but for some of us, it's hard to let go of some things in the past. It's hard to let go of unforgiveness, questioning, doubt, addiction, something that's holding us back. And I'm going to read out of Hebrews chapter 2 or 12 verse 1 as I close this morning. And the scripture says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let's run with endurance the race God has set before us. It's time to lay some things down before we enter into 2019. And I said earlier this morning, you have a pink piece of paper, because that's all we have. But on this pink piece of paper, I want you to do something profound. In the next few moments, I want you to take at least three. If you've got more, that's okay. At least three things you do not want to carry into 2019. And then what I'm going to have you do, I'm going to have you write these things down. And then as you leave church this morning, we have a burn barrel outside. Yes, we have pyro outside church. We got fire. So what I want each and every one of you to do this morning, as you write those things down and as the worship team continues and, and before I dismiss everyone, write these things down. And then as you leave the building, I 
want you to throw it in the fire on your way out. Let the fire of God consume that stuff. Friends, when we leave this place, let's leave new, refreshed. Let's walk into 2019 together, but leaving 2018 behind us. Yes, we've got great memories. Yes, we've got things we've learned, but maybe there's unforgiveness. See, more things are forgotten than ever solved. I just get the sense that there's so many people of us, maybe, maybe it's me, but man, we need to forgive someone. We need to let that, that tie go this morning. See, we don't need to be a better version of us. We need to be a better, accurate reflection of Jesus. And by doing so, we've got to write it down. And by that, we have to lay it down in Jesus' name. If anybody doesn't have a pink card this morning, could you raise your hand? I want to make sure you get one this morning. We'll have our ushers and usherettes come forward and hand those out. But just during this time of worship, just encourage you to write these down. 